You're listening to Questionable Material with Jack and Brian, a mostly improvised podcast produced in New York by Jack Helmuth and Brian Sack. QMPodcast.com. Welcome again to another special episode of Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Some unique circumstances in today's episode, which we'll get to. Uh, I'm here. Of course, Brian Sack is here. And I'm going to get right to it because I know you all want to hear from me. I've had a rough go of it. Um, You know, I'm currently... uh, uh, Displaced from my, we're putting our home on the market, and uh, today is the first day of showing. So we've spent the last two weeks packing everything we've owned and putting it into storage, so we can stage the house and whatever, you know. And, and so now we have to live in a hotel in Westchester County, and and get this, they don't have Wi-Fi. So I am struggling, unlike anyone I know. Anyway, so Brian, what are you up to these days? What's up, buddy? Jack, I'm in uh, near uh, right now, Chemish, Poland. Uh-huh. And in kind of the middle of nowhere in Poland, and yet I have Wi-Fi, so I don't understand what your problem is. Where the, where the hell are you? <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm at, a, at my friend Ryan's house. Um, they, the people at the hotel brought me an Ethernet cable, <laughs> as if my computer was made before 2010, and wow. said, uh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> Here's an Ethernet cable, because they don't have Wi-Fi. In Westchester County, I mean, it's it's insane. It's like, I mean, we're only paying like 110 bucks a night, so maybe that's what you get. They do charge the room by the hour. Oh, okay. Now, so that's, that's the problem. So they, they don't expect their visitors to be get, to be needing Wi-Fi. Yeah, absolutely. Because because uh, I'm there with my wife, so I, I'm not there with anyone who will have sex with me. So um, so it's it's just sort of one of these situations um, where there's no wife. I'm at a double tree, so I, I'm going to put that out there. Hashtag kind of double amazing. tree. That's, it's no amazing Wi-Fi. to me that double tree, which is a known chain, has no Wi-Fi in in Westchester yeah. County, New York, and yet yes, I'm in t- southeast Poland, and <laughs> wherever I've gone, there's been there's been decent Wi-Fi. Even yeah. at the Hotel Yaroslav, mm. which uh, had pa- paper-thin walls, and I could yep. hear my neighbors snoring, farting, talking on the phone. I could hear uh, every freaking noise and TV channel they went through, and yet they had decent Wi-Fi. It's just really weird. Were, were they doing all those things at the same time? Uh, you know, it's all a blur. It's just this this whole – I don't even know the, the day I, – it oh, I know what the day it is now because it's Friday, right? Because yes, we were supposed good. to post yesterday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Time has been a blur, to be honest. It, well, that's what Things happens when gone, you're on vacay. So how's vacay yeah, going? Just, just going great. Just chilling. Just chilling. Uh, so yeah, now remind I'm, me again uh, why you're in Poland. I came to Poland to uh, do some what they call humanitarian assistance uh, hmm, okay. in, in the, the Chemish uh, Medica area, which is on the border with Ukraine, where all these refugees are coming because Russia is kind of being naughty. And so um, I've been here since whenever I got here. I don't even remember. It's been such a I've been nonstop just doing stuff. Um, and it's uh, yeah, I've been here. I, when did I get here? <laughs> I don't remember. It's been two you weeks. Got here. It's been over two weeks. It's been two, it's been two, over it's two, been two and a half weeks. Yes. Uh, uh, this coming Monday will be three weeks. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. And uh, and I basically told them I will be here until May. Uh, wow. Should they need, and they've, they've contracted me now, so I'm now I'm an official contractor. Um, uh, oh, so I, oh, so are, is this sort of like a um, a Halliburton type of deal? Are you you're getting rich off this? This is great. 
I wouldn't say that. I'm inhaling a lot of dust in the warehouse and um, and, and just kind of doing logistics that I never under, never thought I would be doing and kind of managing um, uh, the warehouse at the Relief Operations Center, they call it, the ROC. Okay. And uh, it's been fascinating. It's been kind of, I mean, it's been very emotional. I've gone through every freaking emotion I have. And uh, it's oh, been all very, all two of them. I'm, I'm angry and sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have, yeah, you know, there's there's anger uh, you know, uh-huh. at uh, Russia, what Russia's doing. There's sadness when you see these refugees coming across the border. There is Hopefulness when you see all the great people who are here doing stuff to help them, except mm-hmm. the freaking religious nuts who are shouting at people uh, with a megaphone. The, these buffoons, you know, just inviting them to, to you know, the, these people have just crossed into Poland and you have these freaking nitwits just shouting, you know, the, about the Lord to these people. If that's not insane. <laughs> Holy cow. The, yeah. So it's, it's nothing but women because the, the men have stayed behind to fight. So it's nothing but women and their children walking from their homes to a eastern – I'm sorry, to a western border. The western border. For them, it's west. Yeah. Uh, to the Polish border. And they get to the border and, and trying to go through all the rigmarole to get through the border, hungry with screaming, yeah. scared children. And they have people at a megaphone yeah. yelling them about God. About okay. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just like – you know, you have all, you also have the Jehovah's Witnesses, but they're just kind of standing there with their little signs that say JW.org on them, and they're just off to the side. So they're not real. They're not getting in the way. I mean, they're not helping. They're not doing any. You know, because first of all, you know, imagine you're, you've just you know, okay. You, your home has been destroyed by these savages, and and then you you stand in line on the Ukraine side of the border for hours and hours and hours. In some case, overnight in the cold, and then you finally get your permission to cross, and you come in. And then you, you got, you know, basically somebody shouting at you with a megaphone about Jesus. And then these other people basically inviting you to not celebrate birthdays or take medicine. So great job, guys. <laughs> Very helpful. You guys are great. I love you. But I, I love that on the sign they would have JW.org because they get Wi-Fi over there. Yeah, exactly. They, people can connect. They're like right off the border. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll fire up my phone. But yeah, it is. It is. Uh, to answer your question. Wow. Yes, it's only women and children and elderly. Uh, yep. Men between the ages of 18 to 60 have to stay in Ukraine. And so, you know, the saddest site is on the Ukraine side of the border where the families are saying goodbye to their fathers and sons and husbands and brothers and basically saying, you know, we'll we'll see you uh, hopefully later. So that's you know, that's really the the most visibly tragic uh, thing. But then when you see, you know, these people are exhausted, they're scared, they're a lot of them are just out of it. I mean, they've they've just had they've had their whole lives uprooted in the last couple of weeks. Um, so, like I said, you do go through all the emotions. Me too. I, you me know, too. My, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're homeless as well. Yeah. Yeah, I am right now. <laughs> and you don't have Wi-Fi. So in, in, actually, you've got it worse. I'll be honest. I, I feel like you got it worse. Thank you for having the bravery to say it. And I have about 500 kilograms of, of Spanish chorizo, and I'm going to save you some, <laughs> all right, for your family. Oh, awesome. Thank uh, you. I, yeah, I, no, I'm looking out for you. No, I really appreciate that. I, um, yeah, I, I wanted to find a new way to impact my colon, and um, as always, go to Brian Sack for that. Thank you. Yeah, that's now, my now, job. It, is it true that you've been uh, on, the, on the border uh, with a megaphone just talking about our, our show? No, I've been asking people what their pronouns are as they cross in. <laughs> because if the men identify as women, they're they're allowed to leave, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, you know, that's actually there was a very funny story of a, a woman who uh, I de- who in Ukraine identified as a man. But then when when shit went down, as we say in the humanitarian business, uh, she decided she was a woman again so that she could cross into Poland. So fuck you for your commitment. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So when when the going gets rough. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? And that's that true. That is crazy. I, I'm not making up anything. No, you're not. Not today. Um, no. Goodness gracious. Um, okay, so uh, a couple other things to talk about. Goodness gracious. Um, what a heart-wrenching thing. So uh, I, I, I know that your wife and son – for your, your son's spring break, as, as I believe we covered a pod, uh, two episodes ago, your son's spring yep. break was going to change from something, um, you know, probably uh, awesome and like probably like skiing in Canada or something to to this, to handing out food. Yep. So your your wife and son, I believe, were scheduled to come in like Sunday or Monday. It must have been a really joyful reunion. Tell us about um, seeing um, seeing your kids, your, your family. Well, they flew in Tuesday. Tuesday. OK. And. Yeah, flew in Tuesday, and uh, I picked them up at the, the airport in Krakow, which is about two okay. hours, ten minutes from here, and yep. drove back with them to here, and then checked mm-hmm. into a hotel. Sweet. And then, um, hmm, I need to be careful. Paper thin walls, you know. Uh, okay, yeah, tell, oh, can, so there's can, a secret. Can, can, yeah, so why don't you tell what you can, and then... Okay. Okay. And then, so I, I happen to know this. And then Brian tested positive for COVID. Yeah, and said goodbye to family. <laughs> I mean, literally within within three minutes of checking in. Oh my god! It's like, well, guess I'll see you guys later. Have a good time here. <laughs> so uh, that's what happened. Unbelievable! Yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah. So, so, so I guess some of the refugees are, are, are bringing something for you in, in exchange for your service. They do have a low rate of uh, vaccination in, in Ukraine. That's true. But uh, I think they're in the, like the 30 to 40 percent range. But, um, you know, it's, it's the gift that give, keeps on giving, apparently. <laughs> I cannot believe you do this. Your family flies to Poland for humanitarian aid. And yeah. you test positive for COVID hours after they land. Yeah. Yeah. That is hilarious. And, and so, yeah, and they're sending me pictures of their dinners together and you know, the <laughs> oh, wonderful times they're having. And actually, he's, he's oh, had a friend goodness. join him, a friend uh, from Scot- who goes to university in Scotland, uh, actually flew down to join. So, like, the three of them oh, are having cool. a grand old time. Yeah, that's lovely. I, and I apparently, the, this friend of my, my son's from school, he's um, he's... 19 now and he, he likes vodka so he and my wife are doing vodka shots good lord <laughs> well yeah. your wife's about to test positive or something too well i hope not but you know that is that is on my mind but i did take precautions <laughs> in the car ride no 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 i'm not talking about covid i'm talking about babies oh i get it oh, well, she's i don't think she wants that if she got pregnant she'd probably just cross over the border so the russians killed her <laughs> It's one of those shows, folks. I'm laughing, but I'm not. Oh, my God. I'm making jokes, this but is, I'm not. This is crazy. So this, this, by the way, is going to be an unedited episode. Brian is yeah. rattled, riddled with COVID 
in I'm some okay. sort of paper. Th- yeah, but uh, okay, the good be, that you uh, can edit out. No, yeah, no, I'm all no, but I no, I, I mean, I'm it's yeah, it's, I'm good. Um, but yeah, it's definitely wow. unedited. <laughs> <laughs> Wowie, wow. Um, okay, so that's the Brian Sackett. Do, do you have any questions? Um, I, I mean, I have a thousand questions. I, uh, uh, this you, you seem. I, I've never seen you um, from other podcasts that I've listened to where you do or don't promote our show. Um, I, I've never heard you this emotional. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so by the way, folks, right, I'm going to, all right, here, here's an inside look into Brian Sack. So Brian is, was on, was on Stu Brugier's podcast, which is a great show and, and unbelievable yeah. interview. This is like a week and a half ago. Unbelievable interview. Stu did an amazing job. It was touching. I cried during it. It was like, it was just unbelievably raw and beautiful. And so uh, I was very touched by Brian's uh, rawness. And then, and then he did Buck Sexton's show, which is a huge show, huge. So I email Brian and I say, oh, that's great. You know, did Buck mention the show? And, <laughs> and Brian says, yeah, we talked about it for 14 and a half minutes. And then I said, well, got to run. <laughs> so I say, <laughs> so I say, okay, all right. He's, he doesn't want to talk about that. So I say, did, did Buck at least mention it? And Brian says, well, he 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 may not have mentioned it, but I'm sure people will figure it out. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be on there. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Good Lord. The biggest platform we've had yet. You know, I um, it just it didn't even occur to me, quite honestly. <clears throat> There's no tactful way to, to plug your stupid podcast in the middle of an interview about a humanitarian crisis. <laughs> Oh, oh, my by the goodness. Way, uh, you know, it's all the promotional stuff just went out the window. Well, uh, so let's, you know, let's practice for next time. Let, let's say that you're okay. on, a, um, on a on a show that, that I'm wrapping up. And, and here's what I need you to do. I need you to interrupt what I'm saying and, and really plug the show. OK, OK. I'm the, the the host of the, uh, the the most popular podcast in America. That's not Joe Rogan. Okay, here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hi, this is the uh, you know wrapping up here on the Jim O'Dowd Hour, uh, best podcast on the America One Network. I'm here with Brian Sack at the site of uh, the crash of uh, Flight 808 uh, here on Long Island. Brian has uh, obviously been one of the heroes. Has been sifting through the wreckage, uh, a local man. Brian, uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, there's been a lot of. Um, Hell on earth here. It's really been, uh, it's been ugly. There's been, um, I've never seen so much death. No, it's a, it's a very dark day. And I don't mean the charred body's dark. I mean, just dark in the sense that it's just sad. It's uh, sad as hell, man. I got a podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? A questionable material, Jack and Brian podcast, if you don't mind. Can I plug that for a second? Just one second. I, it's, just don't... I, I guess so. Go ahead. The fuselage, as you can see, it separated obviously early. Did I mention the podcast? No, you just you just did. Okay, well, just let's talk about the fuselage for a second because the fuselage separated, and as you can see, what? something happened in midair. We don't know what it was, but it looks like the wing must have fallen off, and then the, the fuselage is over here. We do a weekly podcast. It's it's usually every Thursday, unless I'm doing humanitarian assistance on the Poland Ukraine border. 
Um, and so it's a, you know, it's, it's just fun. So, you know, give it a, give it a listen. I mean, it's just, it's only mostly for, for comedy. Um, but I'm, I'm really, I mean, it's a, the loss of life here is incredible. I, you know, the, the plane was packed to the gills with people. They were, it was all college students going on spring break and not helping out on the Poland Ukraine border. So in, in some ways they deserved to die. Uh, so it's, like I said, it's every Thursday. Normally it's usually about 45 minutes long or so. Um, you can see the suitcase over there is split open. You see a bikini and you just kind of picture the, the young college girl whose life was about to start. And, you know, and I look at it like there's I've lost a listener. There's no uh, we've lost a listener. There was a potential for a listener and now her life is gone and it's sad. It's 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 like watching the faces of of, of people whose lives have been upended. It's very sad. Um, but again, they were going on spring break and not helping out. So, I mean, I, I don't I don't think they deserve to die technically. But they aren't going to listen to the show. There's at least 300 people here who are not going to be downloading. I'm going to see those numbers every week. And it's sad to me. Did I mention the podcast? Yes. This has been uh, Jim O'Dowd today on the day the angels cried. Go home and kiss your loved ones. Good night. QMPodcast.com. Say your prayers. QMPodcast.com. You know what, Brian? That was good. You did a good All right. job. All right. See, that's the thing. I need to prepare for it. I hadn't been ready for it before. You incorporated it really well. It was natural. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. like, you know, you, you're doing your work, but you get a little something out of it, too. Good job. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet Buck. We'll see if we can get you back on. All right. Um, so uh, really quickly, why don't we do one last little thing? Um, yeah. Uh, if you have to, do you have time? I do have time. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I, you're. <laughs> I'm not allowed back for a day or two. Okay, then I guess you have nothing but time. All right, so very quickly, um, I want to tell you a, a, a true story of something that happened to me. <clears throat> um, so I was uh, I was driving uh, back from New Jersey uh, after dropping my daughter off from work, and uh, there's a little corridor in uh, uh, in the river towns where I live, where um, they're always cops. So I always go the speed limit, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I was going thirty and a thirty, and I see the cop that's always there because they're always two or three in this quarter, um, this little five mile stretch, if at most. Um, and, uh, and I see the cop was normally there and he pulls out after I drive by and I'm like, oh gosh, it made me a little nervous, but I'm not doing anything wrong. So it's can't be me. And he sort of follows me without his lights on to the stoplight, stoplight nearby. Um, the light turns green. So I go, then he turns his lights on. So I'm like, oh gosh, I hope he's about to swerve around me. He doesn't. I pull over. He's pulled me over. He gets out of the car, um, walks up and says, uh, sir, did you know your your uh, um, uh, inspection sticker is expired? Now I'm driving my wife's car, and so I did not know that. And in fact, to her, to be honest with you, she had uh, recently on, in December, the same time both were up, uh, renewed her registration, put that in the window, and she thought she was done. So just a mistake, whatever. That's the thing. Okay, so here we go. So he takes my license back, runs it. Comes back and says, sir, do you know your license has expired? has been uh, oh uh, suspended. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Why? I had gotten a speeding ticket, my first speeding ticket ever, uh, in January of 2021 when I went to help my mom pack and move. I was going 75 into 65, and the guy pulled me over. Okay. 75 into 65. Pulled over. I get a ticket. Uh, because it's a small town, 
I get back to, to where I live and I call up and I sort of say, hey, you know, this is sort of what happened. And they and the woman who answers the phone lives across the street from my mom. So a small town America type, typical type of stuff. And so I'm like, OK, you know, it's great. And she says, well, we'll take care of it. Just send us a letter sort of explaining what happened. It's that's ridiculous. It's fine. Just send us a letter. So I send her a letter. Don't hear back again. So I'm, mm. <clears throat> excuse me. So I figure, OK, we're good to go. Apparently, I don't know if they didn't get the letter or I'm not sure what happened, but it was not taken care of. And so he's like, so I and and I had no notification that had been I get emails from the DMV about like, you know, make sure your eyeglass or your um, your vision check has been renewed or whatever. Nothing about a suspended license. So he says, sir, um, could you please turn off the ignition? Oh, no. Uh, uh, okay, sure. So I turn off the ignition. It's like, step out of the car. Oh, boy. Like, what? And he cuffs me yep. and arrests me for two infractions. Yeah. <laughs> two infractions. He impounds the car, even though we live three minutes away. I'm like, sir, I'm like, I don't have a job right now. I lost my job because of COVID, which is true. Um, Sir, I don't have a job. Can you just let my wife come down? You don't need to impound it. No. So he he takes me in, hands behind my back, and the punctuation doll. So $332 to get it out of impound. Okay. The car is still an impound when I um, – and I'm out. When I call the village uh, where my mom – in Avon, New York, where I, I uh, grew up, and they remember me and say, oh, yeah, we said we're going to take care of that. And they remove it like that. Before I give it, that's how like legit this was. Wow. Um, I go to, to court that next Monday uh, and the DA won't like, it gives me like a reduced thing, but not like what I'm like, no, you've already gotten my 332 bucks. I'm not paying any more fees. I got the car inspected that day. I took care of that other thing in which they sent me proof where they said um, in the name of justice as the reason why. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, and that, and that's, and that's what happened. And so, so all of that happened. So I've got to go back to court on Monday to fight this thing. And all of a sudden, uh, about a week ago, my arm starts hurting where it's, I'm like getting it tingling and sort of numbness and in, in, down into my pinky and pain sort of down into my elbow and the whole shoulder, whole area hurts, getting to the point every day where it gets worse and worse and worse to the point where it's like a constant, like six out of 10 on the pain scale. But I mean, six. 24 seven that like I can't sit comfortably. I can't sleep comfortably. I can't eat. There's nothing I can do comfortably. So I like, I get an, like an emergency, like with an orthopedist. Um, and, uh, he said, he looks at my shoulder and he's like, he takes, he has me take my shirt off. Then he has me take my pants off. About an hour and a half of lovemaking later, he looks again mm-hmm. at my shoulder and, um, and he just from look, he says, do, do the jumping jack motion slowly, just with your arms. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, I can't do jumping jacks. You know, if it's the size okay, of yeah, so, but it, yeah, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> and, but I do the motion just by looking at my shoulder, doing that motion. He's like, oh yeah, your shoulders completely out of a line, and this and that. He he tells me all this stuff just from looking at it, and he uh, and he says, if you had any traumas recently, like if you've been cut recently. And so I tell him, like, I'm like, no, I haven't fallen. I haven't, like, you know, run into a door. I'm like, oh, I was cuffed. But it's like, oh, yeah, that's what did it. Are you kidding me? Oh, nope. Wow. So an improper handcuffing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Because my hands were behind my back for 40 minutes. 
Jeez. They were tight too. I, I took a picture of the uh, of the cuff marks, the ring around my wrist. Well, of course they have to be tight because you're a you're a, an offender. I mean, you had two what? Not even misdemeanors. <laughs> like what are they? Even- <laughs> exactly. Jeez. Why bring someone in for that? And especially, and why why cuff me that hard? Like you know, look at me. I can't do a jumping jack. I'm not exactly a flight risk. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna run away. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not gonna run. You're not running. Wow. So 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 that's isn't that crazy? It is. What's amazing to me is they pulled over a middle-aged white guy. Thank you. Because usually they just—I've heard—they just wave you on through. Oh yeah, a lot of them hurt their shoulder just by doing like the, the waves <laughs> through motion. Yeah, you just keep going. You just oh, hold on. You stop. Yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't tell you about my Germans. <clears throat> oh. Do you have time, uh, t- t- you have time about- for the for the Germans story? I do have time for the German story, but then and then I want to ask you some advice on how to handle the, the cop the next time. Oh no! Then ask me. I'll go ahead. Okay, so we'll do the Germans next. So, uh, right. so I, I just I, I again, I, your dad was in law enforcement, which is actually yeah. true. And mm-hmm. um, so next time when it happens, when, when the cop comes up to my window and I want to get out of this sort of situation, can you sort of walk me through what I should do? Yeah, um, um, you know what I like to do. It's just you know you want to keep him on his toes. Okay. All right. Because he's expecting, is this going to be a run-of-the-mill, you know, pull over with some schlub who's got a suspended yep. license or whatever? Um, yeah, in what a, I do in a white it, SUV. Yeah, you want to keep him guessing. So you take one, you take your right hand, and you just kind of tuck it down the, in the seat on the side of you, <laughs> oh, and you okay. just kind of you look and you just look at the cop and you let him know you're not scared of him. Okay. You just kind of you, know, you make eye contact, and he's gonna mm-hmm. he's gonna want to see both hands. He's always going to say that. You know, can, okay. can I see, can I see both hands? Can I have both hands on the wheel? Whatever. Uh, show me both hands. And so what I usually, I'll take the left hand. I'll just kind of, you know, you wave it in the air and then you just kind of wiggle it around on the other side and pretend that's your left hand too. <laughs> and you know, it, it doesn't always work. Um, so, but it's some, it'll buy you time. Usually they get more, they'll be like, no, just come on. Let me see. I want to see both hands. I want to see both buy hands. You time. And then I'll do like, you know, if you have the time, you kick off one of your shoes and you kind of hold up your, your left hand and then you bring up your right foot and then he'll be like, sir, that's not a hand. And he'll be like, what do you mean? Wow. If we don't know what a woman is, how do you know what a hand is? Maybe nice. that is a hand. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. They, Cause you want to bring the culture war stuff in there. And, uh, okay, good. No, I'm writing this down. That's great. By the way, it's very refreshing to, to get away from the culture war and be close to a real war because you just kind of forget about the stupid stuff. That's nice. That is really it's nice. All, it, it's all a distant memory now. <laughs> That's how I envy you for the first time in three weeks. No, it's great. Um, yeah, so that you know, the, the you know, they, these guys, you know, it can get boring pulling people over. So you want to kind of keep it adventurous for them. My, oh, my it's father a gift when, for them. Yeah, my father would always complain. You know, when he was telling me when he was a cop, this back in the fifties. Um, you know, it was just it was boring and just pull people over. Nobody did anything exciting. If they take a flashlight and they shine it in your car, grab it and then just start <laughs> licking it. Just lick the lens. And then, you know, because that's going to, oh. you know, you're, you're going to get a couple different reactions. One, he might laugh. Uh, two, he might say he might yank it out of the car. Three, mm-hmm. if it's, he might whack you over the head with it. It depends if he feels like it was a very aggressive uh, lick. Right. But it, you know, it, 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 it brightens things up. It makes things different. Okay. And if he says, you know, can I see your registration, please? You wink one eye. Okay. Like that. And you yep. say, ah, is that a euphemism? <laughs> and, and then you see what his reaction is. 
nine times out of 10 or even more, they're going to say, no, I'd like to see your registration. But every once in a while, you might luck out. You might have a little adventure. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the desi- – I'm not sure that's lucky at that point. Well, it depends. If your family's in the car, no, it's completely awkward. But, you know, if you're traveling solo, uh, you know, you just okay. – it's just a, a little thing you can throw in the diary. And then, <laughs> Dear diary, uh, Officer Suarez impounded my vehicle, in quotes. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> he impounded my vehicle. <laughs> but my car went nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, it's funny that you say that because this is true. Uh, the officer, Officer Weiss, came in and told me what to do afterwards. And he said, uh, well, at least you can cross off getting arrested off your bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. Thanks, <laughs> thanks bro. Nice. Yeah, that's really nice. I, I had my car impounded once. It's sad because my I didn't take my family out of it. <laughs> so first family, this the new family. It's I've forgotten about the first family. It's kind of like a distant memory. What you didn't just go get the car with the kids and the? No, I didn't. You know, it was a, it was a principal thing. It's like they wanted four hundred dollars or something like that. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to pay it, not going to pay it, not going to pay it. And I, you know, I fought it for like three weeks. And then at some point um, they notified me. They, they said, did you realize your family was still in the car? And I was like, yeah, I did. And, you know, that's that's a misdemeanor. No kidding. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I paid it. <laughs> wow. Un- oh, unlike man. you. And, and so and typically there's um, uh, those cars go to um, like a police auction. Yeah, no, this went to a police auction. Okay. And, you know, the guy the guy who won him, he got he got an Oldsmobile uh, Cutlass Sierra, 1998, uh-huh. uh, with two baby seats in it uh, and, and some baby clothing and babies. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, you know, and he, he thought it was kind of a bargain. Mm-hmm. But he needed a lot of those pine tree uh, air fresheners. He, like, literally had, like, 12 of them dangling from the rearview mirror. Because there's yeah. some things you you can't get out, smoke <laughs> and babies. Uh-huh. <laughs> smoke and babies are the two biggest ones. Okay, so <laughs> uh, yeah, see there you go. We never stop teaching. Even in Poland, you never stop teaching. I never stop teaching. Well, Brian, I'm prepared now for the next time I get pulled over. Thank you for that. Now, tell us really quick. Let's let's close the show on a story about Germans because I know you love talking about Germans on the show. So, tell us a real life story about Germans. Okay, so I get back from my duties and I it's dark and yeah. I'm in a hotel parking lot at my horrible hotel with paper thin walls and I can hear everybody farting and coughing <laughs> and I I'm backing up in this tiny parking lot and I, I feel that I hit somebody's bumper. Eesh. I'm like, oh, damn it. Okay, so I, I park my car and I get out and I go, I look at the, there's nothing on my car, it's fine. It's a haunt, like a CRV, whatever. And I look yeah. at this other car and it's got a slight scratch on the bumper, right? Okay. I mean, it, I wouldn't even notice it if I were okay. walking back to my car and it's got German plates, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be the, the good guy. So I write a notice. It's sorry, I scratched your car, your bumper a little bit. Here's my phone number, US. And uh, and then I think nothing of it, and I go up to my room. And the next morning, I'm driving in to work and get a phone call with a German number. And this guy's like, "Yes, hello. You you scratched my car." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, sorry about that. I see a little. Yes, this is a big problem." 
And I'm like immediately like, what are you? Are you? Like, I'm thinking to myself, you can't be serious. Like it was a, it was a nothing of a scratch. I'm like, oh, oh, is it? And he's like, yes, this is a corporate lease. And we have to have it repaired in Germany. And it will be at least 1500 to 2000 euros. And I'm like, really, that that tiny scratch. And he's like, yes, it is a corporate lease. And we and I also have to notify the police. And I'm like, are you, are you kidding? Like, I'm just like, oh my god! <laughs> of course, it's Germans. They Germans do everything by the freaking book, right? Oh my so gosh! So of course, you know, I've immediately, immediately regret doing the right thing. I'm like, yep. why did I leave my phone does. number? What I should have left a fake phone number or, or like a like a, a throwaway phone number or something. I'm like, okay, number. yeah. I'm, he's like, so I will have my colleague call you and and we will arrange uh, for the infom- the information. I need your insurance and blah 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 and this and that. And of course, the police have to be notified. And I'm like, oh my god, what have I done? So then later on that day, I get a call from a guy in Germany. He's like, yes, you, you scratched my colleague's car. You know, this is a very, very uh, serious because I have to have the car repaired in Germany. It would be at least 2,000 euros and uh, blah, blah, blah. It's a corporate lease, yada, yada. And I'm like, I'm like no, to be honest there, Karsten, uh, you know, it, was, it was not much of a, a scratch. I said, yes, but it's very important. Remember, I need the insurance information and a photograph and your information and blah. I'm like, okay, I'll get it to you. I'm extremely busy, but I will get you the insurance information, and you know, which I don't have. It's my mother-in-law has it. She's in the states, uh, watching the German Shepherd for us, and and so I'm like, okay, uh, but one of their dogs. <clears throat> Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I basically I talked to my wife. She says she's going to she'll get the information, get me everything I need. So then that night I get back to my crappy hotel there and I park my car elsewhere in a, and I walk in. And as I'm walking into the hotel, my phone rings. It's a German number. It's the original guy, Dirk. Okay. And I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, I, I just got out of my car. I, I don't want to deal with this guy right now. I don't have anything to tell him. Right. I don't have any information, any new information. I'm just not going to answer it rings again. And I just send it to voice. It rings again. I send it to voicemail. I go oh. up to my room. <clears throat> I go up to my room. I get into my room. I, I lie down. I'm exhausted. I'm physically exhausted. I've never, I mean, this has been physical labor every single day, all day. I'm lying on my bed, just kind of I'm half asleep. And you can my hear room, it? F- my room phone rings. <gasps> no, no. My room phone rings. And I'm like, oh. And then my, my mobile phone rings. And then... A knock on my door. No. And, I'm, and I am like, what is going on? So I'm like, okay, so this means he knows my room number. This freaking nutty German knows my room. So now I'm just like, uh, and I'm like, I'm trembling at this point because I don't know what to do. I'm exhausted. I'm dealing with this crazy German. My, ho- my hotel room phone rings again. My mobile rings again. And then more knocking on the door. So I know he's out there. Oh. So now I'm just like. Now I'm like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to tiptoe around. Okay, but also the other thing is, so so like the other thing is, you know, my crappy this this place had no uh, deadbolt. There was no absolutely no deadbolt. So anybody with a card key could just open the door. So in my mind, okay, well the hotel's already given them my room number. What's to prevent them from sending somebody up and just opening the door? There's no way, you know that. And like, and I'm thinking like, you know, wh- why is this guy harassing me? And I'm like, oh, maybe he, you know, maybe he wants it's the police or something. I'm like, are they going to give me a ticket? Like, what? You know, why? So I just the next morning, <clears throat> I, you know, the next morning I get up and I, you know, I, I'm like, going around my room, getting dressed very quietly. I, I, I look around. I open my hotel room door and I look out and I'm like, okay. And then I, I go through the back exit and I get into my car and I just go to work. My phone rings. 
the guy from Germany again. My phone rings. The guy from Germany again. <clears throat> Good Lord. And I'm just like, I'm like, I, you know, so I'm talk, I tell my wife, I'm like, listen, I'm being, I'm being harassed by Germans. Can you, I just need that information. She's like, yeah, I'm trying to get the information, trying to get the information. And, uh, and as, as a Polish person, your wife is going to know something about being harassed by Germans. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so true. And, uh, and so like, you know, I'm just, and he called me a couple times the other day. I'm just like, I don't want to deal with this guy. I don't have anything new to tell him. And he's already freaked me out. Like, and I also, I also don't understand, like, is he trying to you know, bring the police into this or something? I, I just, now he's got me like freaking out. So I get home from work that night and I had, uh, and I'm, I, you know, I park again, like away from everything. I, I just I creep into my hotel. I'm, I'm scared of any, anybody I see. I'm like, is this German going to just approach me out of the dark? <laughs> and I, uh, I go up into my room and I have a very quiet night, like a mouse. And I'm, I'm, lead, I'm checking out the next day. So I'm, I'm quietly packing and quietly zipping, which is very hard to do. <laughs> and I'm you know, quietly crinkling paper oh and gosh. putting it and just getting everything right. So the next morning, Everything's ready to go. My bag is lined up. You know, everything's all set. I just need to check out. So I go downstairs and I see, I go to the receptionist and I say, okay, I'm, I'm checking out. And she says to me, and, and my Polish isn't that good, but I did hear police in it multiple times. And, uh, and I, and I basically responded like, yes, I owe you for two laundries. <laughs> I, I tried to pretend that I didn't understand. I was, I was basically saying it in, in my Polish, you know, yeah, I've got two laundries. Yes. And she's like, uh, and then she's like, oh, no, no, no. Um, blah, 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 please. And then she takes the business card of this psychopath German shows it to me. It's like, yes. I'm like, Oh yeah. Oh. And I'm like, you know, everything's okay. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, I'm like, yes, everything's okay. All good. Thumbs up. She's like, are you sure? Blah, 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 blah. Please. Blah, blah. I'm like, Nope. All good. All good. She's like, okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, I, yep. So I talked to his boss in Germany. It's all set. Meanwhile, my heart's about to explode out of my chest. I'm, I'm just freaking out. Cause I, I don't know what to expect now. Like what, what has he done? Is he, is he got the police involved? And so she's like, so it's okay. I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to sign the hotel, you know, the bill, like with my, my hand just trembling. Cause I, I don't know what's going on. And, uh, she's like, okay, you know, ring it up. I sign the thing. I'm like, okay, bye-bye. And then my bolt to my room, I get my bags, which are heavy. And I just get out. I've never been faster with luggage in my life. I run down the stairs. I go throw it into my car and I just drive <laughs> as fast as possible. And as I'm heading into work, my phone rings again from Germany. Oh my God. And my mobile. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then the hotel calls me. I just oh, see this the hotel. And, and then I get an email from the hotel. Like, please call the front desk. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And so then I, I just I get back and I tell my wife, I'm like, I need this information ASAP. You know, I just, yeah, and she's like, she, she gets it to me and I just email it to her. I'm like, here you go. And I did everything I could to keep from mentioning Nazis or World War II or Poland or anything. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, here's all your information. Here's what you want. You know, as I've said, my car is not damaged. Yours was minorly damaged. I have a picture of it right here, blah, blah, blah. Here's everything. Uh, please be advised. You know, I'm working 12 hours a day. Can you, uh, you know, chill with this, these oppressive, t I don't know what's going on with your business and your partner, but he's been like harassing me like a lunatic. And then I don't hear from him for a few days and I'm like, thank God they're gone. And then I get an email from the guy basically saying like, I've been sick, but thank you so much for your information. And you know, I'm just praying you're out of my life forever. But freaking Germans, if you ever scratch a German's car, <laughs> drive away as fast as possible. <laughs> do not engage with Germans. Do not be a good boy. Do not do the right thing. Get away from them. They're crazy.
And that's my story. And that's uh, that's insane. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's uh, there's a takeaway for y'all. Um, do the wrong thing, do the wrong uh, thing. as Brian is doing over in Poland. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oy, oy, oy. Um, yeah. Well, this uh, brings to close uh, another episode of Questionable Material. Brian, you want to um, you want to uh, take us out? Yeah, yeah, I've got a podcast. It's called BrianInPoland dot com. <laughs> That was Questionable Material with Jack and Brian. Subscribe on any podcast platform. Watch our clips on YouTube. Visit us at qmpodcast.com. and all that 